we told you England has misplaced several of its dead queens and kings? What if we told you one queen's illicit marriage sparked a 30-year war? What if we told you some leaders have to be killed three times before they'll die? What if we told you an empress defied her gender role and led a bloody rebellion that put her son on the throne? What if we told you the suicide of an emperor is honorable? What if we told you Richard III was not as evil as Shakespeare made him out to be? What if I told you that a certain Khan from Mongolia died from a nosebleed? What if we told you one US president was tough enough to defeat the British in war, but not tough enough to survive a common cold? If you want to hear not just about the roles played in history by people like Bloody Mary, Rasputin, Henry VIII, and Japanese Emperor Korachiko Anami, but also want to hear about the strange and sometimes creepy ways they died, if you want to hear about the gross health problems which affect world leaders, if you want to hear how the English invented Tupperware for bodies, be sure to tune in to Monarchs and Malarkey, available July 15th on your favorite podcast player. And now, a sample of Monarchs and Malarkey. Okay, so we'll have you read this excerpt of Arthur's death. Some of the king's counselors, representing how many slaughters and seditions the Britons committed for their lord Arthur and maintaining that there would never be quiet so long as that prince lived in a sound state, suggested that he should deprive the noble youth of his eyes and so re render him incapable of governing. God, that's harsh. He's still just pretty young and they want to just take his eyes? Yeah, oh he's... God, he's like 17 years old. He's 17? Yeah. All right. Some wretches were sent to his prison in Falaise to execute his detestable deed. They found Arthur loaded with chains and were so moved by his tears and prayers that they stayed their bloody hands. The compassion of his guards and the probability of Hubert de Bur saved him for this time. Hubert, who was the warden of the castle, took it upon him to suspend the cruelties until the king should be further consulted. This merciful appeal only produced his removal, removal from Falaise to Rouen. On the 3rd of April, 1203, the helpless orphan was startled from his sleep and invited to descend to the foot of the tower, which was washed by the peaceful waters of the Seine. At the portal, he found a boat, and in it his uncle, attended by Peter de Moulac, his esquire. The lonely spot, the dark hour, the darker countenance of the uncle, told the youth that his hour has come. Making a vain and last appeal, he threw himself on his knees and begged that at least his life might be spared. But John gave the sign, and Arthur was murdered. Some say that Peter de Moloch shrank from the deed, and that John seized his nephew by the hair, stabbed him with his own hand, and threw his body into the river. Others, that de la Moloch did the deed, and this is possible, as he was given the heiress of the barony of Mulgriff as a reward." That's messed up. That's sad. That's so sad. Right? Oh my god. It's just this innocent 17-year-old boy who had been captured and locked up in a tower and... You know what? Locking little boys up in towers and murdering them is such an English thing. I love England, but oh my god, England, you suck. Yeah, you should probably stop doing that. <laughs> I think they have by now. I hope. I'm pretty sure. <laughs>